You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello guys and welcome to a what a night your daily dose or daily weekly dose of uh, of all things Spurs coming from a point of view of the good the bad the ugly and the beautiful and unfortunately off the back of another defeat it's not getting any more glamorous at the moment but we'll try and be as upbeat as possible um, I'm joined by our emergency loan signing once again Dan Kilpatrick thank you so much for coming uh, hello in, mate. mate you have to get me on the payroll yeah <laughs> absolutely on the books and then Sean Walsh is back Sean you you nipped down to Portsmouth last week I did and I'm going there after this as well you're behind enemy lines yeah you? doing a little bit of recon yeah doing it for the Portsmouth Arsenal FA Cup tie tonight I'm really looking forward to you're it you're undercover Portsmouth oh uh, yeah evening. yeah Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's going to um, be great. We're without Jude, we're without Hunter, but we've got more than enough to, uh, to get through this one. We're going to start with this week's uh, Oh What A Night. Um, we did one League Cup final last week, so we're going to do the other one that Spurs won this week. Now, Dan, I want to I want to start by just sort of, do you want to talk us through where you went wrong last week? <laughs> Hold on, I got the goalkeeper wrong. Do you want to tell me that, that that wasn't the first time in a quiz that you've made that error? Is that right? You've done it before on the top I of the sure. I obviously struggle with the <laughs> Robinson Gomez crossover. <laughs> thing. That's, uh, that, those errors are not clearly defined in my mind. <laughs> okay, uh, let's, but let's once I had Robinson as the kind of grounding starting point then I feel like I was alright from there the shout of getting Mal Bronk was, was phenomenal that was, that was good so do you know what Sean you can kick us off this week we're going 1999 Sean wasn't born in <laughs> Leicester <laughs> City nil, Tottenham won now this is Tottenham I was there by the way you were there from the start yeah is it this one of those like kind of early memories of going to Tottenham sort of thing or? yeah I think it might have been the first time I went to Wembley oh my god you were there. No. I was one and a half at this. Like, this is you can't get away. You know, from I still, you know I'm still history. backing Sean to you, at you, least match me, if not beat me. Oh He's got a weird you, memory. Yeah, you should. Okay, start with the keeper that day. Hello, we've got <laughs> intel coming through. Um, Sean, you start with the keeper from that day. It had to be Walker, Sean. It was Ian Walker, so you're still in the game. Right back. Oh, uh, my knowledge is all over the place when you're going back this far. Dan, on to you. Oh, 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 The way that you were like almost in, it was Stephen it's Carr. Carr. <laughs> You've massively undersold um, yourself, Sean. Soul didn't play, did he? He did play. Oh, Jesus. Uh, now, you won't get this guy, but I'll give you a clue. He's actually like crazy intelligent and has gone on to become like. He, I oh, think that's he, too much of a clue. Okay. Who's crazy intelligent? 
Football, that is crazy. I don't know. That's not a thing. Okay, you uh, can never yeah, go, Dan. Go on in, you go. Vega. It is Ramon Vega. What was I about to say? You were about to say he's gone on to become a hedge fund manager or something, which I think would be a big giveaway because he's done a few it, interviews recently. He also ran for the. Didn't he want run for the the FIFA presidency at one point or the or the? I think he might have done. Yeah. I said Ginola, weirdly. Yeah. A penchant. Of those guys <laughs> <laughs> I just fancy a bit of it. Want to take over the world. Okay. Now, um, sadly, no, no longer with us at left back with Justin Edinburgh. Um, but can anyone tell Sent me... Sent off in that final that as well. was for a it. clash with Robbie Savage. I watched it back the other day. Like, Robbie Savage got away with murder that day. He literally, like, he went into three or four ridiculous challenges and then sort of got into four or five scuffles as well. And somehow managed to only come away with a yellow card on that day, which is just absolutely incredible. Now, th- th- some of these players you, you absolutely should know, Sean. We'll go into right midfield. And this was a bit of a Spurs ever present, in, or ever unpresent, I suppose. Anderton. It was. Into the midfield, um, shoot from anywhere. Uh, Alan Nielsen scored the winner. So, well, Alan Nielsen scored the winner, but who is the guy that every time he got the ball, we used to scream, shoot? Stefan Freund. It was. Um, on to the left wing, Sean. Ginola. Yes. And up top, fastest finger first. <laughs> Everson. Yes. And? Armstrong. No. Ah. Got Sharing, us there in the semi- Got us there in the semi-final with a goal against Wimbledon. Oh. Ferdinand. It was Les Ferdinand. Ooh. Sure, you did well there, mate. Oh, that was you, right. were, you were absolutely sharp. Honestly, you, pre, pre-2003, I could not tell you which era's. You, you some of these players were playing it for us, us sometimes. Into a, a, a full sense of you being absolutely gubbins. Right, got the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. Sean, you can take us away. Oh, what have we got this week? We have got the bad. Well, I mean, where, where to start? So, off the back of a 3 2 home defeat to Wolves, where we took the lead twice, where are you going to take us? I think the bad is maybe the, the feeling that going into the game, we weren't the favourites. We were home against Wolves, a team who were still below us in the table at the time. But you still had this feeling of we're going to be, we're going to have to be really good to get something from this match. And it just, it's kind of symbolic of the decline we've had over the last year that we can't go into these kind of games against European rivals not feeling confident. I know a big part of that is because Kane and Son are injured. But still, just to not really know where the goals were going to come from, not to know what the system was going to look like, not to know just what kind of Spurs are going to turn up. It just, it, I'm not surprised at all by the result. I'm really not. And it, the, it was less than a year ago where I just thought it was unthinkable that Spurs would get done at home by these kind of teams. And we're just so far removed from that now. It doesn't... I said when Mourinho joined, that didn't feel real. It still doesn't feel real now. None of this feels... Like it's really Tottenham. Like this is a real season. Yeah, I think, I think um, it's particularly interesting when you weigh up against the game away from home, where Spurs won two one, and they. I think that's probably one of the first times that I thought, "Wow, we've gone to the game and really sort of sat there and gone, okay, come at us a bit." And we played Jan Vertonghen in that game, didn't we, against mm. Adama Traore? So the last good thing Vertonghen's done, really, or the last positive contribution that late goal. I think in a way that that game at Molyneux was quite telling because Spurs were incredibly lucky, I think, looking back on it. And I think at the time there was still the temptation to, and there still is from many quarters, to kind of paint 
very lucky results, Man City being another one, as some kind of Mourinho-inspired steal or something to do with him. And actually, the, the luck has just kind of run out in the last few games against Leipzig, Chelsea and now Wolves. And, I and think you, you said that, that when you said the luck has run out, do you think that we had ridden our luck a lot in terms of... I think there's no doubt that in the kind of last few games before Leipzig, there was a lot of uh, luck riding, so to speak. I think Villa, um, there was a fair amount of luck, uh, which was the game before that. Um, City. City, yeah, obviously. Um, Gosh, yeah. And it did, it, did it, it certainly felt like Spurs had to play a bit better to get results and they couldn't keep kind of winning in that way. Um, and, and that's exactly what's happened. And, and obviously, Son was a was a big kind of X factor that no longer <coughs> um, is is possible. Um, and I think, yeah, yesterday was the, the kind of counterpoint to the Molyneux game because I think you know Wolves got the breaks. You know, the ball dropped for them a f- more times, and, and you know Spurs paid the price ultimately. Yeah, I. I, I, I I found it really hard to reconcile yesterday the I think one of the things that we got told with uh, when with Mourinho coming in was that the defense would be the first thing that he shored up and it really difficult yesterday to make sense of, of that back line that he selected I understand that he wanted to go for pace but just it, it looked a little bit sketchy from the moment that we started and, and I, I felt that we were going to give Wolves opportunities on the counter-attack with, with, that, with that back three. Yeah, I think he was worried about Traore's pace and Jota and Jimenez are no slouches either. So I think he was just concerned about Wolves' pace in the front line. He wanted Tanganga and Sanchez to play. And then his reasoning was that between them, he wanted someone who was good on the ball. So that's why he picked Dyer. Now, obviously, Alderville is great on the ball. We know that. I mean, my suspicion, although Mourinho didn't confirm this, is that he decided to rest out of Ville, given that there's two midweek games coming up and, and the Burnley game in between. It's another tough run. Probably want him to play Wednesday night against Norwich, uh, then against Burnley, then against Leipzig. So n- it's not a, a bad idea to rest out of Ville, given his history of injuries. And he's played all but, I think, 12 minutes in the league under Mourinho until Sunday. Um, but it, you're right, it was a gamble that I think totally backfired. Spurs looked so ropey at the back and... It put me in mind again of that blanket that Mourinho referred to a few weeks ago. That you know, he actually, I think, Delhi at false nine was a, a decent solution, and Spurs looked better going forward. And actually, some of the play was quite nice at times. And I think they had a focal point finally um, that wasn't Lucas Moura, that was actually vaguely effective. But then, as soon as he's kind of pulled the blanket up over the head, the, the feet are getting cold again, yeah, and the yeah. defence has just absolutely yeah. gone to pot. So, yeah, you know, I. I it's, I don't think he's doing a fantastic job, but I do have a certain amount of sympathy, and I think that's a, a pretty good analogy for for where Spurs are at the moment. It's a very I, I I did quite enjoy that one. Come on, let's slide on. Dan, you can go next. What have we got? Uh, the beautiful. So I think you might have just mentioned it there, but there was like there was a a couple of nice moments, wasn't there? What what sort of stood out for you? Well, I do, I do think we we could talk about Delhi because yeah, he's obviously had a rough week with the FA charge I think it was a really bad look for him I think the strop against Leipzig was a bad look for him you know just at the time when he should really be stepping up you know Ericsson's gone Kane and Son are injured you know it should really be his time to 
to relish the responsibility and the pressure of being Spurs' leading man. And instead, you know, he's got this FA charge hanging over him and he's throwing his boots and water bottle around against Leipzig. So I think it was, you know, optically, even though I don't like saying that, it, it just wasn't great. So actually, I think he deserves a mention for the way he played on Sunday because I think he was pretty good at, at nine. And I think... People were criticising him as always. I saw on, online on Twitter what and stuff. What is wrong with our? What is wrong with our bloody family? Well, I, I see some of these chats. Chats of like he should still be MK Dons. It's like what are you talking about? It's, it's the same everywhere with everyone. But I was just like, he got both assists. He's very nearly an inch away from scoring himself. He nearly he had three shots in the box. I think he had one was an overhead kick, a really difficult chance that he got on target. And either side of Patricio, it might have been a great goal. It's like, he's playing out of position. You know, what more do you really want? Exactly. Uh, I, I think he, he suggested a way forward while Son and Kane are injured that isn't Lucas. And I think we can all get on board with that, right? Are you, are you, yeah. are you there with that? Yeah, for sure. I think with Delhi a bit, it feels like he's the victim of his own high standards. His first two seasons at Spurs were... <laughs> two of the best seasons a teenager has had in the Premier League and people expected him to be this kind of free scoring midfielder um, when we had the year at Wembley I think he, got, he still got nine goals ten assists and that was kind of considered a par for the course season and we were saying off air about the impact of the World Cup that followed and how we had more players in the semi-finals than anyone else and that meant that those players including Delhi didn't get a pre-season and last year he and a lot of other players in the squad looked really leggy um, and when he was playing and he was fit, he was kind of being moved around to different positions to fill gaps. And I think that's carried into this year. Um, we haven't had just one system to go by. We haven't had one role for him to just go by. And now he's be, having to be put in a, a new role that he hasn't really played before. And yeah, just as Dan said, if, he, if he's making the team better going forward, if he's getting chances, even if he's not scoring chances, he's just getting the chances, that's the big thing because we did not make a single thing with Lucas as the focal point in the games against Leipzig and Chelsea yeah, by, by like a, a loose header and he's not really sorely missed in midfield under Mourinho I don't think and you've got Lo Celso winks in there he obviously wants to play with a couple of wingers so he's not a huge loss in midfield I just hope that you know, in an ideal world being the focal point having the responsibility could really revitalised his season and I think Mourinho's appointment looked like it was going to do that. He had a really good run and he had a couple of special goals, you know, notably at United and it just seems to have gone off the boil again and I think he's, as much as anyone, got frustrated by the kind of reduced circumstances around him. He's got frustrated that he hasn't got Son next to him. He got frustrated that he's not got Ericsson and Kane. Those He'd actually link up with all three of those guys over the years. If you think about you know, most of Delhi's most memorable goals and performances. It's normally an Ericsson cross or a pass to Kane or, or, or a link up with Son. So he's really in, in reduced circumstances, but he's just got to sort of grab the ball by the horns and, and be Spurs star man for a bit. Yeah, he's um, got to take... Rather remember, than get frustrated. Do you remember this time, almost this time last year, when Spurs had a similar injury crisis and people were saying, like, who's going to step up now? And it was in the game when Harry Wink scored against Fulham. And we were all hoping that it'd be Delhi, and then he ended up getting a getting a I think it was a hamstring injury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he missed a large chunk then. Mm. And I think it's that similar circumstances now. And everyone's looking around. Someone needs to step up. 
And the reason why I've got cause for optimism with him is because exactly what you said, Sean, like he's getting into positions. It, it, at some point, it will drop for him and he will score. And that chance that he misses uh, at the weekend goes in and the chance that he, he missed the, the week before goes in as well. I forget who that was against. He had a really, really good chance. And he uh, it was against Villa, wasn't it? When he, he, he'd had a couple of good chances actually in that game. But for me, it was more about the fact that he'd managed to actually get in those positions in the first place, which we hadn't been seeing him doing uh, beforehand. Right, let's slide on. So I've got the good. I'm going to say the good is that we're playing um, at home against Norwich in the FA Cup. I, I, I think this has got to be something that we focus on. Like the FA Cup has got to become... The more I think about the Amazon Prime All or Nothing documentary, oh, God, and that. the more I see that, that, <laughs> that nothing that. is becoming a very, very feasible possibility for this season the FA Cup becomes something that I then focus on more as uh, as a way through to, to, to sort of cut through all of the other difficulties that we're going through and I think that even if we can just if we can do what we did to Norwich in the league at home just just squeeze past them and just hope that we get a good draw in the next round that is where I want to see Mourinho um, coming to his own because I've, we've, we've been told Mourinho is a results guy, serial winner, wins things, wins trophies. It's what he does. The, the results for me at times haven't been good enough, but the FA Cup offers him a real tangible way of rectifying that. And a game against Norwich is still a game at home that he should win. He found a way against Southampton. It wasn't wasn't the prettiest, was it? Um, no, but I mean, you can't ask for much more than home games against Saints and Norwich to get to the quarterfinal, yeah, can you? It's there for Spurs, and you're right. It has to be an increasing priority because I just don't see the consistency in the league to get fourth or even fifth at the moment. I just don't think Spurs can put a run of results together playing the way they are. That it's too reliant on chaos and luck. But so can you see a run in the cup? Well, well, well you, you can always do a cup run because I think you, you can get the bounce of the ball. That's what I mean. I think there is a lot of luck. There is a lot of chaos at the moment. And if the ball bounces your way in, in, in the cup games, then, then you can get to the final. And Spurs obviously have the players to, to make that happen as well. I, I, in the league, as, as I think the last month or so has shown, you, you need to be relying on a bit more than that. And there needs to be kind of more consistency and more of a plan. And that isn't there at the moment. But you can get by in the cup. I mean, I think as last season's Champions League run, arguably showed. Are you on that on that hype train as well? Yeah, I do think that... Hype train. The <laughs> fun foy hype train. Yeah. It hasn't been seen for a while, has it? Yeah. Uh, poor guy. Um, yeah, I, I kind of do agree. Um, I'm not saying I agree with this, but I do think that should we go through, and it's a pretty stacked last eight as it stands, like, I think the only big, big six team that will get knocked out will be one of Chelsea Liverpool. I think that'll be Liverpool because they want to focus back more on the Champions League and winning the Premier League. Um, but I do think if teams are looking around at who they want to get, I do think that they will be looking at Spurs. They <laughs> <laughs> just see Mourinho there and they see, just just from that one City game, you just think, don't we, don't, we, don't, we don't want no that to happen. No, I don't, not them. Please see not them. That, I, I, as, as, bad, as bad as we have been, I, I just think... There is still unpredictability. I can't have in a cup believe we've become those guys. That's what I find it. We've become those guys that people are sort of like, oh, a bit of a banana skin. Yeah. Don't sort of want to avoid them. We used to be the guys that when they, you looked at the George, you'd be like, don't get Spurs, we'll be out. You know, like it, 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 uh, in in sort of maybe 14, 15, it was like, 
I mean, I, granted that Pochettino didn't take the cup competition seriously enough at times, but people looked at Spurs and they did fear Spurs. I think now we're more, uh, I'd say we're more accustomed to a team that you just, oh God, that could be tricky. That could be annoying. Yeah. Um, Sean, as it's your, your, your week back, I'll let you do the final card. Okay. Here we go. We have got the ugly. You, you only one piece of the puzzle for that, an ugly moment or an ugly um, thing as opposed to anything too holistic otherwise we'll be here all day uh i saw a piece in the sports that um so let's go with troy parrot right okay as much as we were saying about delhi being a useful nine it would be nice to see an actual nine come in and marina was talking again about how and the reports last week about how there's stuff off the field that needs to be sorted in order for Parrot to be in a situation where he can perform to his best and help the team. But is it, I'm pretty sure Hunter said it on last week's pod, like surely him being on the pitch does not make Tottenham's situation any worse. I don't think it does, but the, the argument that obviously Mourinho's making is that it could make Parrot's situation worse. E- even if he's not going to necessarily improve the team, it may not be good for his development to be under that kind of pressure in the Premier League now. I do find it odd that I don't think Mourinho of any of his previous tenures would care that much about the long-term future of a youth player as long as it helped him in the short term. That's an interesting point. Yeah, okay. that's, a, that's, a, that's a very fair point. Um, Is this part of his remit that he's a long-term man? Yeah, possibly. I mean, the interesting thing what, that I heard a week or so ago was that Mourinho was kind of reluctant to play Tanganga at the heart of defence and he's only really trusting him to play at fullback. It's all just a kind of small tidbit and then I, I kind of feel like yesterday kind of justified that, mm. you know, having Tanganga in the middle and it, it's a different point altogether but I you know, also heard that Mourinho views it as a different, basically a different proposition altogether if you're playing at fullback next to say Alderweireld, Vertonghen or, or even Sanchez than at the heart of defence and certainly as the kind of lone striker up there by yourself, it can be a pretty lonely place. And I think yeah, I think that's his reasoning, rightly or wrongly. I think his reasoning is you, you put Parrot up there with all the pressure of being a Premier League striker in a team with no other strikers and uh, it could go south for him pretty quickly if he has a tough time. Yeah, I, th- I think it's fair. It's just, I just can't stop thinking about Old Mourinho probably doesn't do though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of largely agree though that he didn't have a touch yesterday, so it felt like tokenism bringing him on. Yeah, I kind of agree that. You know, but what's the point in bringing him on in that situation? What I mean, reading between the lines. Well, I mean, th- there were still four minutes left. It lifted the crowd a bit for stoppage time. I mean, it was pretty pointless. I wasn't you, there, so was it, did he get a good reception? When he, he got a really on? good reception. Yeah, he got a big cheer, which I would say had a had a tinge of irony in it. You know, right. there, there were certainly people kind of jeering the introduction of Spurs' only striker in stoppage time, but there were others who were genuinely cheering a young player coming on. I think so. It was sort of hard to hard to classify that cheer. And there is an argument to be made, isn't there, that on some level, like you can you can get so much positive energy out of the introduction of a of a young homegrown talent that is coming on in an exciting position that even. Maybe 20 minutes to go. There's an argument yeah, saying yeah, that you I, can I'd possibly... I think he should have got kind of the last five plus stoppage time. Then it, he'd have had kind of nine or ten minutes. Um, it felt a little bit late, but as I said, you know, I'd, we, we, yeah, I feel like we've talked about this a lot. And yeah. the, 
Mourinho's obviously of of a certain mind, um, and he's he's not going to change it. So it kind of feels like we have to just be patient on this one. I think. Um, let's just take a little. I, I know we've covered uh, Norwich a bit, but just in terms of the team selection, how do you think we're going to line up against uh, against Norwich in the FA Cup? Who wants to take first dibs on that one? This, this, well, is Norwich going to be back? I don't know. Mourinho didn't say, and I'm not sure. He said he wasn't sure how serious it was. Um, I don't know really. I mean, I think as I said earlier, I think Alderweireld comes back in. Um, I'd like to personally like to see Mourinho ditch the five-man defence. Um, it's not making Spurs any more secure at the back. Um, so why, <coughs> so why use it? Uh, I'd like to see Alderweireld back with Sanchez. Maybe Tanganga at left back. I don't think Davis has done anything Could do the to rest right come now. back. Yeah, to, to really suggest he's the saviour he was painted as. Aurier. <laughs> Yeah. We're running say. our team through at the yeah, moment. What can, what can <laughs> you say, like really? Twenty-five minutes without mentioning. Actually, Aurier. I can't That's believe we haven't mentioned Aurier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he was the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. Yeah, yesterday, <laughs> all in one. Up. Yeah, that so was a lovely yeah. goal. It was a lovely, yeah, lovely finish. Yeah. But the problem is, is, I feel like every time you kind of um, you sort of get involved into that discussion, you almost give more credence to the idea that he's having this wonderful season, or he's been one of Spurs' best players. But in actual fact, yeah, again, you look at where he was positionally on the pitch. There's a reason why he's that far forward, you know, it's because he's been completely uh, removed from his defensive duties, which he still managed to get involved with and make a bit yeah. grotesque as well. Um, so, yeah, probably probably Aurier. I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm with you. I'd, I really would prefer a back four. Um, and and I'd, I'd, that, do you know what? Another good thing that we should have mentioned, Harry Winks being made captain was, was like... For whatever you think of whether he's the right choice or not, I think it's really special when you see a young player come through the system and end up captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, it was yeah. nice. Um, and he um, he played well, actually, Winks. He's, he's a curious player. I, I'm starting to feel like he's kind of only as good as his midfield partner, isn't he, Winks? Yeah, absolutely, like, yeah. If you put him next to Dyer or, or kind of Sissoko in a two, he often really struggles. But actually, with Lo Celso, I feel like he's... he's looking a much better player and, and yesterday he kept the ball really well and um, just one interesting thing I will bring up actually is that I uh, did an interview with Dyer after this piece will be in today's Evening Standard where he said he doesn't want to play midfield anymore um, and he and wants to play centre-back and he's told Mourinho and he said Pochettino had known this for a number of years so wow. uh, I think the fact that he's spoken out kind of suggests to me that Mourinho's maybe said yeah that's fine so I th just something to look out for I suspect we won't see much more of Dyer in midfield, and he'll try and kind of forge, um, or try and cement a place rather at centre back oh, going forward. It? Yeah, oh gosh. very brave to put yourself in that position, and sort of say, "Listen, this is I want to play in this position now," because if you don't cut it there, then the chances are you'll be out the door. It was it was rubbish from that first goal. Yeah, I mean, it came with the it came with the usual caveat that you know I'll play where the manager needs me and it's team first. But it, under Pochettino, he always said I don't mind. He never stated a preference. It was always very much the team first. The fact that he's now decided to kind of speak out and lay his cards on the table um, kind of suggests to me that either he knows he's not getting in Mourinho's team in the midfield, or that they've agreed that you know he, going forward he'll play defence more. Um, you know. So yeah, so, some something to look out for. He he wasn't great yesterday, but I didn't. Yeah, it was in, com a, in common a, with yeah, everyone at the back, frankly. Of, yeah, and and I think that then makes the um, the summer all the more interesting because at the moment I'm sort of 
struggling to work out. It feels like there's 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 six or seven players that potentially need to be moved on or or brought in, and you just start looking at well, who will be the the guys that are the the first to go outside of the likes of Wanyama, for example. Um, uh, and then moving into attacking positions, it looks as though we won't see any more of Troy Parrott necessarily from the start. Maybe later on in mm. the game. Wouldn't mind seeing Delhi again. Um, I'd be happy. Yeah, I mean, just uh, give him a run there if you're going to play him as a nine. Just let him have a run. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good to see him at uh, Lacelso Winks um, and Dombele in midfield. I mean, I know it didn't work against Chelsea, but you know, on paper that is the. If it's not doing, if it's not doing Norwich at home, then it's not. It's never going to work. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And I think it's no coincidence that um, the two kind of standout performances from Ndombélé and Lacelso. I mean, Lacelso has been great against everyone, but they were both had fantastic games against Norwich mm, where everyone yeah. kind of was like wow so Norwich don't have a lot in the middle of the park and they can be kind of they can be run through relatively easily there so Gift and Bol- Ndombele a go um, with Winks and Lascelles so did we see that rest. not in midfield but we, did we see that three for like a tiny bit before Ndombele went off injured at Carrow Road um, or w- no, he went off Winks injured against Southampton he did play there he did play there against Norwich at Carrow Road. Yeah, we did see that three. Well, I think it might have been... Was it Dyer? I think it might have been oh, with Dyer. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because I remember being very good in that game against um, against Norwich and then Bele sort of shifted the ball really, really well. I mean, he always looks great, doesn't he? But um, but it, it would be nice to see that three get a run out. And then it's just the the two attacking positions either side of Delhi. Who, who would you like to see? But Lamella and Bergwijn for me, but it's Lamella's fitness is, is chronic. If it's not Lamella, I'd like to see Sassing on there. He's on the loving with Lucas, isn't he? Absolutely loves him. Like, and he's almost feels like he's making to the extent it feels like he's making a point, as in like, Pochettino didn't love you, I will sort of thing, and mm. and you're going to be sort of my guy, even though, um, he, he just seems to live down blind alleys. Um, right to finish up. I'm going to try and perk up the mood a little bit. So we are going to do top trumps this week, but yes. with a twist, with a twist, with a twist. Um, I'm going to go team for team, and I go from two O Water Knights that both finished three one at uh, one at White Hart Lane, one at Wembley. I think I know what these are. What do you think they are? Inter and Real Madrid. They are, <laughs> and we're going to go player for player, and we'll see who top trumps it for you. And you can make a valid case. Just, per- just personal preference, not who is better. It just because I feel, I feel it like necessarily have to be who is better. It's like yeah. who you would, yeah, who, who you, you, you sort of, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's literally no rhyme or reason why, but just yeah. who it was. So, in goal was Cudicini or Larice. Can I have neither? <laughs> oh come on! I'll say Larice every day. I, I, but still, I, was really good that night, though. He was, and I realised that. Um, that Larissa is sort of not the guy that he was, but when he first came in, he was just. I actually, actually, he was good in those matches. I adored actually, that fair. man. Um, so I, th- I, I believe that we would have played Trippier at right back and then Alan Hutton at trips at right back. So we're going Trippier. Trippier, yeah, yeah. Okay, now weirdly enough, uh, no, no, I did, I'm. We've not got I'm, the t- uh, team. To, yeah, yeah <laughs> but it's, they've got it in lineup. They've got lineup orders. Yeah. So we played. We played a back three against Madrid. Yeah, so it doesn't work so out. So it doesn't the way work exa- it exactly the same. But what I will do, we'll, we'll almost almost play it off as if we were the same. So we'll go Kabul and Gallas. Ooh. Ooh. And then you you had as a, an alternative, um, Davinson, Sanchez, and Alderweireld. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go for um, Gallas. 
Uh, I didn't have a lot of love for Kabul, despite the um, the goal in the four four against Villa, which I think was his. Do you know what else I always think of? Oh, you know the cross for the Crouch cross for Crouch. Yeah. Beating Craig oh, Bellamy. God, yeah. Yeah, you know what? We'll go. Actually, we'll go, I'll change that. I'll go Kabul. Okay. Yeah, I'll go Kabul. And I'll go Gallas. Okay. Uh, uh, Gallas had a couple of really good big game performances as well. And, and then, then we've got uh, Benny Aswakoto or Vatongan. Supian. Vatongan. Every day of the week. Yeah. Um, let's go into the midfield. Now, this is, this is where it starts to get a little bit more tough. Because in, if we're going to say that basically we'll, we'll kind of go almost fives across both. Um, so uh, you can have on the, on the left-hand side Gareth Bale or... You can have, or oh, how shall we? How shall we play this one off? We'll, we'll say Ben Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, You're I think that's yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but We'll obviously take Bale because he was just. Guys, Bale. We'll take Bale. Phenomenal. He's got a lot of love for Ben as a person, but as a footballer, gentle Ben. Bale is is unsurpassed, I think, apart from Zay Kane. Okay, then we drift across into the middle position. So you can have Huddleston or Dyer. Huddleston. I mean, as a as a player, aesthetically, yeah, it's, it's got to be Huddleston. I, I, love, love, I, Huddleston. I love Tom Huddleston. At his best, he was like a really great holding midfielder to watch. What was his? What's the moment you think of when you think Tom Huddleston? Probably that Daisy Cutter against City. Yes, My, absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking of the one against Arsenal in the three-three. Yeah, and there was also a, a, there was a swinger, wasn't he? Left foot, maybe against Hull. I want to say He's, um, Bolton, because it, it was the week it was the week before the City Champions League. Playoff thing. Oh, well played, Sean. See, for all the, the chat about not having the memory, <laughs> mate, you've been. Did, um, did Nick and Crenshaw also. Sc- or could Johnson score in that? Or Crenshaw? No, I think there's 1 0. Johnson scored against Stoke. So, yeah, yeah that, Johnson yeah. scored. He had like an assist where he went through Easily his legs. Easily forgotten that Good Johnson actually scored <laughs> oh. a couple of crucial <laughs> goals in that run. Good Johnson almost similar to Clint Dempsey in that sense, isn't it? Clint Dempsey got a couple of really important goals for us. At Dempsey time. was such a weird player. He, really was like, he was brought in as this prolific goal scorer. He didn't get that many goals, but all of his goals were important also, ones. I hate the fact he won number two. Oh, yeah, that was it. I didn't like that. That was jarring. That was horrible. Okay, now we get into now we get into the the sort of danger zone. Um, we're going uh, Winks or Modric. I mean Modric. I love Winks, but I got to go. I, yeah, I, I'd still argue that Modric is is the best player that I've watched live at Spurs. Um, even even with Bale and even with kind of like some of the, the, the performances that we've seen from Spurs in recent history, Modric when he was at his best and running games was just a joy. It was just amazing. Um, Ericsson or Van der Vaart? Oh, my boys. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make this easier for you, Dan. I'm gonna cut it a piece when he left about how much I loved him. I'm gonna go Ericsson. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think as a, um, oh, it's tough, it's tough. I think, uh, I think I'll go Van der Vaart. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, uh, do you know what I, mean, I love If, if I just had to choose them both at their very, very best for one game, that, that's the way I was Let's thinking about it Let's just say we're playing Arsenal. Ericsson was a much better player for Spurs, oh, uh, g- no given time. his consistency and the length of time he played and his fitness, etc. But if I just had to pick them for, for one game, um, to watch, I would probably give give it to Rafa just because he was uh, you know, such a exciting player. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was just so fun 
it was when, it, when he came, it? when he came like mm. in his first season when in just the league because in the Champions League we were a completely different animal in the league we we really struggled to score goals and everything kind of had to go through him. I think it was like Crouch scored 40 goals that season. He scored more than the Champions He had a great yeah. link up with Crouch. Yeah. So Crouch used to just, the, just the, knock it down to him. It was just like Choluka long ball to the box. Crouch <laughs> head down. Van they couldn't deal with it. Like, European defences really struggled with Peter Crouch until he got to the centre. <laughs> um, yeah, and the thing I used to love about Van der Vaart was that he'd maybe pick a ball up 10 yards inside his own half turn out and then spray a 60-yard pass unnecessarily to whoever was just at left back. And it wouldn't mean anything, but you'd be like, oh, what, what a hit What that a ball, is. son. Yeah, what a hit that is. I just felt he was such an exciting player. And I, I did that. My, my love for him was kind of like, I should caveat with whatever he did off the pitch is not anything that I would ever condone. But on the pitch, um, the 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 fact that he could just make something happen out of nothing and then after 55 minutes be blowing out of his ass and have to come off the pitch we mm. just like i think it all added into to, to him Ericsson a lot more consistent and he was inconsistent at times but also worked a lot harder but i still can't i can't uh, look past van der Vaart on that um let's uh, go into delhi or aaron lennon is this the next poll yeah this is, i think it might <laughs> be. Do, do you know Aaron Lennon just snuck that. Did he? 52-48, the will of you know, the people. You know, I ended up in quite a, not heated, but um, competitive <laughs> WhatsApp debate. Fist fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ruckus at Liverpool Street Station. No, uh, um, <laughs> di- WhatsApp discussion about that part. Just banging someone out in the middle of the station. Um, yeah, people saying that I was mad for uh, really? going for Lennon. Which I, I mean, did no, it force you to rethink? It forced me to rethink a bit. Yeah. Is I it mean, just because of Amsterdam? It largely is, but I think, I think the consensus we reached was that uh, Lucas doesn't do much, but but scores goals, um, and Lennon, well, or rather, Lucas doesn't do much, but has an end product, and Lennon was great to watch, but but struggled for an end product. Um, Lennon's more Spurs then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but we, what we also said was that I, you felt like when Lennon got on the ball, maybe on the halfway line, that you kind of thought, oh, actually, this this could lead us. Maybe he wasn't going to be the guy that scored the goal, but it was going to lead us to a scenario where we might have a three on two he or a pl- two on one because he could beat a man and actually create overloads. Whereas Lucas, I sort of consistently seemed to feel like he, he's going to give the ball away, then get it back, and then give it away and get it back. And then I don't know whether we're any further up forward up the pitch or mm. whether the attack's over. Lennon you know. plays the way Sterling did before Pep turned him into a goal hanger. <laughs> like you, he's go, he might, he's going to do something. He might do something. Yeah. He probably won't do something, but it's going to be fun. He struggled to actually strike the ball cleanly, didn't he? Lennon. It always felt like he was never going to quite just lace it. It was always going to be <sighs> sort of a, a cut, clipped, yeah. chipped version of something apart from against Chelsea. There, you know, was, there he, was the most um, winks shot yesterday ever. Did either of you guys oh see that? No. Just when it fell to him on the edge of the box and he tried to... Oh, like, the side foot. Side yeah, foot. Oh, <laughs> God, it barely reached the goal. Yeah, Lennon was a bit like that. Yeah, um, you all sort of had that panic. And then um, we, don't, we don't even need to discuss uh, Harry Kane versus Peter Crouch, even though Peter Crouch did give us some amazing moments, which it would be sacrilege to even do it. So who do we want to make our poll for this week? We can go either... Make it Ericsson van der Vaart. That's, yeah. the, that's by far the closest. Okay, Ericsson um, van der Vaart. Oh. Excellent. 
Um, guys, thank you so much. Another good, uplifting and positive <laughs> session. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get a win to talk about. It was more positive than I thought it would be. Yeah, next week, next week, fingers crossed, we're sitting here. What were we? We would have had Norwich and we would have had... Burnley away on Saturday. Oh, and this time last year, lost to Burnley, didn't we? Yes. Away at Turf Moor. The Poch yeah. fighting Mike the Dean. The start game. of a shit show. Oh, God, yeah. the Mike Dean game where Poch sort of went and yelled in his face. Yeah bit weird that wasn't it what was he even it was, re- it was really out of character yeah Look, that, was, that was odd well, yeah well fingers crossed it's not this time around and and we've had two wins and we're all sitting here believe it or not Spurs were in a title push we like, were Burnley, that, that was, that was the that's why Poch lost it down, yeah. yeah god you're right oh god uh, if, well, we're, yeah. if we're sitting here next week and we haven't won either of these <laughs> games guys get, get, get your five god. stars and your subscribes in um, and we'll see you on it done When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.